On this episode of Healthier Workplaces, we discuss careers for women in industrial hygiene and OEHS with our guest, Diana Peroni. Coming up. Welcome to another episode of Healthier Workplaces. I'm Bob Krell, founder and publisher of Healthy Indoors Media and your host for this program from AIHA. Stay with us. Back again live from AIHCE 23, Phoenix, Arizona, for the Healthier Workplaces show. I'm Bob Krell, founder and publisher of Healthy Indoors Magazine and Media, and uh, the host for this program. So really happy to uh, welcome our next guest, Diana Peroni. Nice, nice to nice to meet you and nice see you here. here. Um, great topic we're talking about. So we're going to be talking about women in OEHS mm-hmm. and. Uh, in our pre pre show, we talked a little bit about how how maybe the the uh, demographics changed a little bit, mm-hmm. right? You know, yep. at least at least when I you know I got into the industry was predominantly you know male centric, mm-hmm. not that it isn't. So um, so th- I mean, I guess the first thing is let's you know what are some of the challenges maybe unique and key that women face in, in this in this profession. I think the challenges are similar in the OEHS profession as to other STEM fields where, or other fields where women haven't traditionally been part of that. You know, there's, it's things such as, uh, you know, gender bias, um, you know, maybe the traits that women tend to have might not be seen as, as, uh, as um, desirable, um, but, you know, in reality, what does happen, you know, especially getting into leadership roles, um, you know, Women maybe feel that they can't get to, um, and you know, advance into a leadership role, and that's where you know sometimes the gender bias is, is more prominent, where people, where most people tend to see men and as more capable when really women and men have the same, uh, uh, may have the same background, may have the same qualifications, um, but uh, it, studies have actually shown quite the opposite that well, companies women, women may have more empathy too I women mean, I, I mean, you know which is not a bad thing it's especially <laughs> in our field right yeah, in in, exactly. the, in the health and safety field i think it's um it's a i think it's a very desirable trait and sure. it can be really beneficial um to women in that field it, has this these challenges evolved over time i mean are you are you seeing it in your time in the industry I would say so yes I, you know kind of what we were talking about before we uh started uh recording this 
is, um, you know, we have seen change, you know, for sure. It's, uh, it's still probably not where we'd want it to be. You know, while women make up half the population, uh, there's still only about 30% in the health and safety field, um, but it's improved quite a bit. So yes, there certainly is changes. And um, I mean, I've, I've seen it through my career, you know, for sure that over, I've been in, in the field over 20 years and, you know, when I first entered, I was typically the only woman in the room, but you know, it definitely has changed. You know, even you can see it at the conference, you know, the change in the demographics, the people that are here, um, that are people are in the field. But I mean, that was a challenge for you, right? When you, when you entered the field. Yeah. And I, I would say as a young woman is where I really felt the biggest, um, where, you know, maybe you were treated with the same respect and mm -hmm. that you really, it was much more apparent to me as a young woman, um, that, uh, that, people didn't necessarily see you as an equal. Well, I mean, age bias too, right? That was, I think it was the combination. Because I experienced that when I was yeah. you know, being a short male. Yeah. And, you know, and I I, I used to look a lot younger. Duh, you know, but I mean, <laughs> but you know, when I first started in, in in the indoor environmental industry, you know, it was, uh, I was uh, mid-30s or early 30s, mm -hmm. but I, I probably looked like I was 20. Mm -hmm. And, you know, right off the bat, like, what do you know, kid? Right, exactly. Yeah. And I think it's a combination, I think, for women. So if you experience that as a male, a young male, for women, it's it's even more so. So it's I the two two biases, gender and age, I think, at that time. Yeah. So, uh, you, you know, in your experience, you know, what are some of the advantages, you know, or, or unique contributions that women can bring to the OEHS profession? Um, you know, that... I'm not going to say women are well. Women are uniquely suited in some ways. Uh, we, mm -hmm. we mentioned, you know, you know. Certainly, uh, I think there's more, uh, more of a propensity for empathy. Right. No, I you think know. that's a very good point, and <laughs> I think know. it's it's a really important characteristic. Yeah. If you're, I mean, really, at the, you know, the heart of what we're doing as health and safety professionals is trying to help people, right? Right. So with empathy, you're going to do a really good job at that. Um, you know, other skills too. You know, communication. I think women can be a little bit better sometimes mm -hmm. in communicating. Uh, you know, to their um, to the employees that they're trying to tell. You know, what what's going on in that. So certainly, there's skill sets um, that that women can really uh, bring. You know, and and uh, and companies with more women in leadership roles have shown to be more successful. So there's certainly data yeah, there. Yeah, funny how that works. Yeah, there's data to back it up, too. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's interesting, you know, because, again, I, I think I certainly, you know, from my experience, my 35 years-ish in the industry, you know, I, I've seen some evolution here. Mm -hmm. It seems like it's still, it, it's slow coming, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, a, a, it, it does seem almost counterintuitive that, you know, half half of the population are female, mm -hmm. and you know, and in, in most jobs, we're not similar to those numbers, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and definitely in our field, as I mentioned, yeah, that's true. Um, you know, but I and I would say for all uh, underrepresented groups, if we can get more, um, you know, everybody participating is a good thing. You know, teams that are diverse, and you know, people coming in, you know, are going to bring more innovation, more you know, things of that sort. So, so. You know, not just women. I want <laughs> well, right, right. Well, I mean, I, I guess because you know, guess we could extend this to say, you know, just diversity in general, Correct. right? More inclusiveness. More, yes. Um, and, and you know, maybe you know, that's I, I don't know which you know what's the car before the horse, but you know, it's, whatever we can do to leverage to make to make the industry overall more inclusive makes sense. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's good for the it's good for our industry, and it's also good for the employees that we're trying to protect. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. It's like. You would like to you would like to hope that the the people that are involved on the OEHS side, you know, on the health and safety side, are are going to be similar and have similar backgrounds mm -hmm. and you know 
interests and stuff to the people that they're working with. For sure, yeah. You know, because it's just, it, it makes sense. You know, because, yeah. you know, again, having uh, empathy, I think, is a big part of it, but even just having a perspective that an understanding of maybe what. With the challenges that they may be dealing, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As I know, you said you filmed the PPE show, um, and that's that's an area in particular that we've gotten into and really tried to put. Um, so obviously, not just getting more women mm -hmm. in the field, but also how do we protect more more women workers? You know, um, you know, making sure that they have PPE that fits them or meets their needs, um, and. So just have so right, that's because PPE is really you know especially yeah. most of it's been designed for men. Correct. Right. Yes. I, and I noticed that even in the in the show there was more male models. Yes. <laughs> I, I wonder why. Well, this is only our second year. Hopefully, in future yeah. years we'll have a, a more more to more you know diverse PPE that we can demonstrate. Yeah. It, it no, I mean again, it makes yeah. it makes total sense it, because uh, obviously from a stature standpoint, there's physical major differences between right. males and females. Right. And you know it's. It, to not even account for that, well, I mean, I, I, let, let's run with that for a second because it, it's interesting. Because it, it, is it because women traditionally haven't worked in a lot of these industries that require PPE? Is yes, that really what that it is? That's really think? what it comes down to. Yeah. yeah, I think so. In the traditional fields where you're going to be wearing a lot of this PPE, construction, manufacturing, you know, women haven't fully, you know, they're they're still a small percentage of that that population, but they're not, it's not zero. So we still need to protect that, that percent <laughs> of, the, of the workforce. Uh, so, you know, so that, yeah, I think that's really where it's coming from. I, there, that I've seen change, you know, we're, we've slowly seen change. We're having more, um, but we do still, you know, still need more growth there. Yeah. No, I mean, and again, this is, it, it's an evolution, but it seems like it's almost painstakingly slow at, yes. at certain points. You yes. Know, so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, that comes, you know, demand. So I think if we can, you know, put more pressure on the manufacturers to make more diverse PPE, and there. we'll and then buy it <laughs> so Th that they want to make it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's <laughs> well. I mean, not that P a lot of PPE is not that well fitted to short male male oh, right. statures either. You know, uh, right. now I'm a short fat guy, so it's it's a little different. But you know, e even when I was slender, er, uh, you know, it's like right. It, 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 most of the suits are not really designed for somebody my height. Right. You yeah. know, you know, five foot four and a half male. Right. It's like you know. Yeah, so, but y if you're working in that workplace, you need to be protected, too. So you have to use a lot of duct tape to tape That's up, your, I mean, which so is what you're doing. You're literally taping your suits up. You women know, have to do, yeah, right? It's crazy. <laughs> it is, uh, yeah. yeah. Interesting. I guess it's super important, right, for us collectively as an industry to encourage women to enter the OEHS mm -hmm. field, right? Because the only way you're going to achieve diversity and, and, and achieve that inclusiveness is to actually get people interested in coming into mm -hmm. that area. Mm -hmm. Uh, so how do we do that? <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, tough point, but we do uh, need to do it. And I think in general, we need to have more uh, people coming into the industry as a whole, right? We need to have make sure that there's enough programs out for um, students to enter. Uh, you know, in, in particular, when you're looking at women, if you if we can highlight and show women working in the workplace and doing this career, I think, you know, the younger generation, if they can see themselves in the people performing the work, they can see themselves going into that career. So that's certainly one one way, um, you know, if we if we uh, highlight women um, in the OEH's profession, you know, I think that will encourage more women and then just get the word out about our profession. Um, you know, I think that's we're still that's probably one of the biggest things you know when we go out and tell people what we do nobody knows still knows what it is <laughs> well, yeah, well, well i mean the term <laughs> industrial hygiene is still like it's one of those terms that people don't understand right right like, you know oh are, do you do you clean factories right exactly. uh, how many times has that been said right, right. or the other one is that because we were doing that for the first uh the first eight episodes the pilot of this of mm -hmm. this series one of the questions we had asked every guest 
after the whole interview is over, just for some outtakes, is, you know, name the most interesting or funny thing that somebody, you know, when you told them mm -hmm. what you did, that you're an industrial hygienist, what you actually, you know, what your job was. And it was either cleaning factories or cleaning teeth. Yes, yes, <laughs> for sure. Because they've heard the term hygienist, but yeah, it's always it like the dental hygienist. Uh, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, so if we can encourage more, uh, more, uh, you know, the next generation, more young, the younger generation to go into the field and then show that there's, you know, women in this field, I think we'll get more women. I think, you know, when you look at the younger generation, I think our field is really suited to what they're looking for. They want to, you know, use technology, which we have, mm -hmm. and they want careers where they can, where they feel purpose, which we have. Sure. So, you know, we can be that career for the future, but we just, for the future generations, but we just got to show them what it is and tell them what it is. And, <laughs> well, you, and you, you mentioned, too, that, you know, like it's a natural tie into STEM, mm -hmm. which obviously mm -hmm. that's being promoted a lot. But, you know, in, in other shows I've done and for other programs, there, there's still there still seems to be a lag even in the whole STEM area of promoting mm -hmm. it uh, among people of color mm -hmm. and women still. Mm -hmm. It still seems to be very, yes. you know, male centric. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, so what what types of things do you think we can do to help promote that to young mm -hmm. women to get to get them down this path? Uh, so in addition to some of the stuff we already talked about, you know, showing more women in the field, but I'd also say um, allies. So men can be really great allies um, and promote the field to to women, um, you know, and, and, and speak up for the women that they work with, you know, and make sure that they're feeling um, accepted in this career and not turned away, you're not, not, you know, not making it a, a career that they feel they need to leave because they're not welcome in it. So allies have a huge, huge role to play. I mean, it's not... This is, you know, to get more women in the field, it's not just up to the women, it's up to all, everyone. So um, sure. certainly that, you know, I would say, um, uh, and, you know, and, and like I said, you know, more promotion to the to the younger generations, um, you know, and I think there's, I think it's kind of losing train of thought. It's okay. <laughs> the outtakes are fun, aren't they? You know, it's like, th th that's okay. It's like one of these days we'll make a highlight reel of the show. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, that's... It's, it's, you know, I think well, studying, you know, st well, even just STEM in general, uh, doing that, but mm -hmm. since this is, uh, we're speaking spe specifically about OEHS, um, I mean, how how do we effectively communicate the benefits of, of, of a mm -hmm. career in OEHS to young women? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I guess, because that's part of it. You said part of it yeah. is that we have to, you know, certainly we, we need to have women in the field promoting it. Mm -hmm. We certainly need to have men in the field promoting it. Right. You know, and, you know, that's that's implying that we're going to have men that buy into that, yeah. which I hate to say there's still, you know, a faction of males that don't view women as equal in tech mm -hmm. positions, which mm -hmm. is absurd. But mm -hmm. anyway, we still have that. Right. You know, I mean, so so that's something to overcome. So, you know, I guess how do we how do we communicate how that? How do we communicate you know? that? Yeah. Well, I think you're probably uh, on the right track here. I mean, I think using uh, tools and and communication methods that the younger generation wants to use, right? So so videos, <laughs> podcasts. They, they, right, right. Yeah, you show know, like this, right? Yeah, show like this. You know, using our social media. Um, you know, we uh, for the committee that I'm in, the Women in IH committee, we do have a s several social media platforms that we try to use. And AHA is really certainly getting better. You know, and, and I think you've been pretty busy <laughs> on collecting some videos, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's, yeah, I've been running ragged. This yeah. You know, this first two days of this event, and there's been no rest for the wicked. Mm -hmm, for sure, yeah. So... You know, that's. I think that those are really great tools to to um, get the word out about what we do, how we do it, and you know how it's a great career for people to to get into.
mentorship and you know networking obviously are, are, are mm -hmm. critical right the having mm -hmm. those opportunities uh, you know to uh, to for career development for everybody mm -hmm. gender regardless but but especially now if we're trying to attract women into mm -hmm. the industry and, and so I, I guess, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Is like, how do we enhance mm -hmm. those type of programs so that they're, they're going to be uh, something that would be uh, enticing to women to sure. jump into it? Yeah, I think, um, you know, what we've seen, people, we have enough people that want to be mentors and we have enough people that want to be mentees. We just need to match them up. That's, that's the kind of the tricky part is having, um, uh, you know, resources and opportunities where we can make those connections and you know develop those connections so whether it's resources or tools like for instance there's a mentor palooza this evening you know things like that where we can really try to match up those connections and then give them um, resources that they need to keep that connection going i mean do you think of a couple of uh, examples of how you know things that have worked mm -hmm. in, in that regard as you know as far as trying to promote that uh i think so having those, like I mentioned, the opportunities where you can, where the mentees can meet future mentors and, uh, you know, get a, you know, try to identify one that maybe is in their particular career uh, field that, you know, their technology that they're working in or um, an industry that they're working in or just someone that they have a connection with. So they have a chance to meet. Um, but then I think also providing resources that will help them in that as they build that relationship. So whether that's, you know, um, like a mentor toolkit or something like that, you know, I think could be really helpful. Um, I've seen that at, at different companies that I've worked at that work really well when you, you know, give people some, so they're not just, you know, randomly meeting up and chatting, which is great too, but, you know, maybe giving them like set up some goals, some right, objectives. Right. It's, 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 yeah. it's some sort yeah. of a structure to it so exactly. that you can actually facilitate it. Yeah, yeah. As so opposed to just hoping that you'd throw two people in a room and right. something great comes of it. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and also try to... Um, do a little screening, like, you know, so that, that people can try to find mentors and mentees that, you know, are going to have a good a good connection. You know, uh, so that makes, you know, you mentioned that point. That makes a lot of sense because they're really, if for you to actually have that relationship, there has, there really does have to be a connection where, you know, the two people are on the same wavelength. Right, you know, exactly. Somehow, somehow, you know, you're yeah. on the same page. With yeah, maybe you have the same communication style, well, you know, something like that. Exactly. Right? Where yeah. I could see you could have a very bad mismatch and it would be totally non-beneficial for mm -hmm. either side, mm -hmm. right? And obviously the mentorship programs, for the most part, I'd say by and large, would be a volunteer thing, the people right, that are mentoring. Right. So they want to have a good experience yeah. too. They, you know, they're, they're offering their time to try to help foster this right. you know, with, with people coming into the workplace. So, it, you know, it, 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 it's a two-way street there. It absolutely. It's not just for the mentee, it's yeah. the mentor too. I think most mentors get a lot out of it. I think, you know, a, uh, a lot of people want to volunteer their time and be a mentor because they want to help you know, bring more people into the profession, keep people in the profession. And, you know, uh, as I think as a whole, our profession is really wants to give back, right? You know, we, we really, we're here to help people. So they also want to kind of foster people along in the process. Yeah, and the thing, you know, with the whole, the mentor aspect, like we, we talked uh, earlier with uh, some, of the, some of the other uh, interviews that we've done here for the show, uh, in terms of volunteerism and mm -hmm. you know, getting involved in committees and being active in your industry. But mentoring maybe is one of the most powerful things to do to help mm -hmm. promote the industry. It's and it's a one-on-one -on -one thing, you know, like getting on a committee, committee, not committee, and you know, attempting mm -hmm. to develop a new standard. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's a big, impactful, you know, mm -hmm. big team effort. But 
the one-on-one -on -one yeah. that you can get from mentoring it maybe is more gratifying. Right. It can always be more powerful, right? Yeah yeah. 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 And it could be, you know, you don't necessarily have to commit as much time. It can really vary depending, you know, from matchup to matchup, how much, whether it's, you know, a few hours a month or more than that. It's kind of really up to each each partnership. In what ways can we actively promote and advocate for greater representation of women in the OEHS uh, career path? You know, how, how do we, mm -hmm. you know, uh, because I think, and it's incumbent, and who should be doing that? And, and well I already I think know what your answer is Yeah, be, everyone should be yeah, doing exactly. it. You know that's my answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but I, I felt I had to lead into yeah. that, you know, because I had, I had to be the dumb male to walk into right. that one. Because honestly, yeah, it seems like, of course, it's everybody's responsibility. Right, right. yeah. So, yes. So, it's just, everyone should be doing it. Um, and, you know, it. Like I s spoke about earlier, like allyship is really important. So men really should be part of this. Um, you know, and a lot of the stuff to going back to how we do it is a lot of stuff we've already talked about today. You know, I think um, promoting the, the profession and really demonstrating what it, um, what, you know, what it can bring to people that go into it and what, it, you know, it's fun. We, you know, we, most people here at the conference, you know, we really enjoy what we do. Um, you know, so there's there's so many benefits to it, um, and and just getting you know making it visible to the next generation that we are you know that this is a really good career path. You know that not only do you feel you you will feel like you're accomplishing something, you helping the greater good. You know there are jobs out there. You know there's well, yeah <laughs> not for not for nothing. It's, it's it's actually pretty pretty good career. It's a pretty good career. Yeah <laughs> yeah. So that I mean that alone, but then you get all the other good stuff with it too. Um, so I think just make just getting that word out more and and like I mentioned earlier, showing um, you know, sh showing the younger women and the girls, you know, that this is a career path for them potentially, and you know, s let them see uh, women at all different levels that that work in this field, um, so they can so they can see their future selves in those women that they see. Yeah, and, and you'd mentioned that earlier and just touch on it again mm -hmm. is like actually being able to show examples, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. visually show examples mm -hmm. in video or still images mm -hmm. uh, because there's not enough. Right, exactly. You know. Really, you know. Yeah. And and the thing is and you don't want to see images of stock models posing with PPE right. doing stuff like that because right. you know that those are not really people in the industry. Right. It, it's almost readily apparent, right? Yeah, you <laughs> want to highlight the real, like real, real people you know, doing uh, it, yeah. In, in, in the field. Yeah, we did an article in the March Synergist where we highlighted four uh, women at different career paths uh, or different career levels. Um, and, you know, that, that that's one way. Granted, that's all going to the uh, the to the already the OEHS profession, but still it's showing them, um, you know, the, the more women in, in the field. I mean, does it make sense to, you know, I, I know there's initiatives, um, you know, to promote indoor indoor environmental quality mm -hmm. in schools and stuff. Does, does it make sense to try to take this to a grassroots thing to, you know, so for AIHA, mm -hmm. AIHA members to actually mm -hmm. in their local communities or local school districts to help try to promote this at career days? Yeah, that's a really great point, you know, and, and that's something that everybody could do, right? And just go uh, go to their local career day and, and demonstrate what we do and, and, and show, you know, like I said, the benefits and the and the fun you can have in our <laughs> in our career. Right, right. So, I mean, it's a great industry. So mm -hmm. it's uh, th this is great stuff you're doing. Um, I, I, you know, I, and I think it's really important that you know, a, a, across the board, you know, a, as an industry, we need to keep fostering this and, and you know this whole idea of inclusiveness mm -hmm. and making this not just a white male dominated mm -hmm. industry. And, and, and I think we're, we're making we're making much, progress. Yeah, yeah, much progress has mm -hmm. been made in my short career path. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've, I've seen it, mm -hmm. uh, but we're not done. No. <laughs> Still more work to do. Yeah, a lot, <laughs> lot more to do. Diana, thanks so very much for joining us. Um, super important topic, um, and it's something we all need to be working on and striving to try to, to, try to encourage more women to enter this career path. It's a great career path.
Absolutely. And, and you belong here. Right, absolutely. You know? Thanks for having me. All right, thank you. So that's our show for this week. We'll be back again with another episode of Healthier Workplaces. Until next time, I'm Bob Krell. Stay healthy. Stay healthy.